Welcome, everybody. Episode 24 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. So, Labor Day episode, so we're coming to you early so we can enjoy the rest of the day after. So, should be fun. And I might have a fantasy football draft tonight. Yeah. So. That's what's going on on the 5th. This is the second one. So, (laughs) yeah. All right. Our guest tonight is Allison, Steve's wife, and she's going to talk about United Way and the Celebrate for a Purpose, which is coming up in a couple weeks, and then we're going to play a battle of the sexist trivia. Yeah, I'm kind of worried because I realize that I love my trivia board at work, so I figure that out as we go along. So, (laughs) Your questions? Yeah. Awesome. Problematic, I think. All right. We'll make it through. All right. I guess find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And emails. You can email us at hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And since Anonymous is here with us, we have no emails, (laughs) so we will move on to the hot takes. And the first hot take is Michigan sucks. It's one game. It's an overreaction. I'm mad. They didn't play their best. No, but I don't think it's – I mean, it was a ranked opponent on the road, first game of the season, so there is a lot of leeway there. Hey, look, we're getting a – we're getting attacked right now. We are. Oh, my gosh. Because we have something special for you, too. Oh, really? So we're going to do this live. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's fun. I like that. And just in time. We oh, have just in time. And Dylan. I was just talking about you. <laughs> Literally. I was saying I have a fantasy football draft. Do you have another chair? Uh, I don't need a chair. I'm good. Downstairs, but he is blocking the video feed. <laughs> but it's okay, though. <laughs> Do you guys know what's my own hot takes? Do you care? No. Um, they're just here. We're here for our own hot take. Oh, really? Okay, go ahead. So we told you we'd have a today. donation for yes. today. Yes. So Dylan and I and a couple of the guys from UFR. Oh, nice. Decided that we're going to sponsor a team for Dylan's golf outing that we're going to. Awesome. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yes. Something that you guys both participate in every year. Yes. Amazingly fun event. That is awesome. I've been holding this in for so long. Yes. That's being attacked. That is so cool. That is awesome. That's Thank you very much. You're welcome, and it's man. not just a foursome. Okay. So there's the foursome part of it. Yes. There it's uh, we're calling it the JW Essentials. Okay. It's gonna come with a personalized flask with the JW logo on it. Awesome. A personal taxi service driven by Mr. Mushinsky. <laughs> And, this uh, just went down in value, but keep going. People can attempt to get to it. The and then uh, there's going to be an extra purple ball thrown in too. So oh, so for those of you who didn't listen to Dylan's pod, why don't you explain the purple ball and why would that be of a value? Uh, the the king of the course contest is with each team getting a purple ball in the. The uh, the goal of the contest is to keep your purple ball throughout the entirety of the of the event. So you rotate who's playing the ball each hole. You lose the ball, you're out of the contest. Um, at the end of the at the end of the contest, your purple ball goes into the crown royal bag. We draw a random ball out of the bag, and that declares the winner for a, a bottle of crown. 
That's awesome. So now you get an extra awesome. ball to play with, too. <laughs> and I think if you talk to Austin Houchin, he actually has an extra purple ball that he found when he was uh, walking around the golf course. The other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. There probably are a couple. Well, that is an awesome gift. That's Unbelievable. So cool. Thank you you're very much. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. I'm going to have to figure out what to do with that because it's so good. <laughs> so part of me wants to just make it a silent auction item and tuck it in the corner and then maybe. So awesome. Put a monitor with your YouTube video on loop in the corner. Over oh, there, right? yeah. That's cool. Yes, definitely. We could definitely work that yeah, out. Because it's not your average golf outing. No, it is not. <laughs> and what you, I guess there's a video now, which there is. And then, of course, uh, that we have a whole pod dedicated to it where you can actually mm-hmm. wiggle over by the hole. And um, it's everything that you think we would be on that pod plus some. So is the dinosaur going to be back? Oh, yeah. All right. So oh, that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. The dinosaur was awesome. This was. All right. Well. Well, thank you very much, yeah, both of you. Guys. Oh my yeah, goodness! You. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Brad, thanks for keeping in the scene. Yeah. You did a good job. Happy to help all of this. Yeah, I like surprises. Well, I'm just uh, just uh, hanging in the living room, finish up yours. Yes, yeah, so keep going, road, Brad. Yeah, we'll just do this. We'll finish one a little bit here, and then we'll come grab you guys. So, all right, awesome. Thanks. All right, so back to our first. Guys, that was fun. Is that this is going to keep happening every segment? No. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. I was kind of excited there. So if I could have set that up, though, it would have been pretty. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe the week of celebrate. We'll yeah. Have a rush of people. Coming yeah. Out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I know you guys did not have fun watching the game. Me and Joy did have a fun time playing the quarter game at JJ's during the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really entertaining it for us. Definitely, it wasn't. The ending that we wanted, but you know, it's like I said, if you took away the first quarter, but you can't because obviously it counts for the score. You know, that they don't play Thursday, play Thursday. yeah. So, all right, it is what it is. I'm moving on, but to fire Harbaugh seems a little uh, it's a, over it's the top. Yeah, whatever. He's not the one out there playing. I mean, sure, he can make better decisions, but you need results on the field too. Yeah, I mean, I understand when you pay him as much as he does. Um, there's an expectation there, but I mean, to give him credit, you know, a lot of people didn't like his antics over the past three years prior to this year. He's been really quiet this year, exceptionally quiet this year. So, um, I guess the real question is, do you make a quarterback change? Because when McCaffrey was in there, they played pretty well and they moved the ball really well. Well, I think what McCaffrey has is the benefit of being in that system a little bit longer than uh, Shea did. But I mean, Shea's been there a while too. So I guess it's really, you know, they probably actually, when you figure it in his red shirt and everything that came along, they've probably been there almost the same time. But, yeah, it's interesting. I think when it, when you have somebody like that, that's as, as good as I think Patterson is, although they didn't play that well, when somebody goes down, everyone tends to, you know, the first thing out of the coach's mouth is everyone's got to pick it up. And then if everyone plays a little bit better, it makes maybe McCaffrey look a little bit better. So hard to say. Another question is, do you think the last drive would have went differently with McCaffrey in there instead of Shea Patterson who fumbled the ball? There was a lot of momentum, but, I mean, it's easy to play in our chair here. So. It is. It's what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Our second hot take is Childish Gambino's video shows Michelle Obama hugging Kanye. 
So did I want to know because Allison I, checked this out. I didn't watch it. I right. saw it was on YouTube and I was going to click on it, but I was running out of time. I'll let Allison talk a little bit. There's, there's controversy behind it, and I'll let her discuss it, and then I'll give my two cents in it. So. Um, I, I didn't hear about it until a few minutes ago, but just clicking on it, people are mad about that. Like A lot of women feel like it's offensive to them and that you need a like a woman has to take care of a man and that like a man should be strong enough to take care of himself and no, just all the because he's hurt them they're saying that he's yeah. too sensitive and that he needs a woman to take care of him it's a mama's boy well i mean there's nothing wrong with that well and but, i guess this is where it's going right i knew you already knew this so um not that we're huge Kanye west fans but we do follow Kanye enough to know that Kanye took the loss of his mom extremely hard. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that was, I mean, to say he seems a little lost sometimes without his mom would, that makes sense. So I can relate. So. Even in one of his songs, it says a deep depression since my mom was gone. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's not. What's wrong with a woman taking care of a man? (laughs) With a hug. I, I. I love it. I got a great hot take of response out of you on that one. So that, <laughs> that's worth it for me right there. But who says he doesn't take care of women, right? I, oh, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm we're not. Much where he probably does take care of <laughs> yeah. women in his life. All right, moving on before it goes any deeper. Bill Gates donated $450, $460 million to schools. U.S. public schools. Alice right. had a great line. <laughs> I said, well... He already said he's not giving any money to his children when he dies, so he might as well give it to some other children. Oh, I mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's if you have the power to give, like I just think you should. If you have the opportunity, if you have the uh, ability to. Yeah. Um, imagine if all the billionaires did something like that. I mean, well, isn't there that path where all these billionaires are going to give away halfway of their fortune when they die? Yeah. So. Maybe they'll give it to you, Brad. I don't think that's going to... Not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. They could give it to Sunrise Shriekers if you have <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Which actually is legit. It is. Not to fire you up again. Oh, <laughs> Tomorrow night. I took my, my thing in with me. I was like, all right, here it is. Oh, I love you. Anyway. And our fourth hot take. Kristen Bell posted on Instagram celebrating... Uh, 14 years of sobriety for Dak Shepard, her husband. It's a nice post. I love the picture. Um, I've said this before. um, When Chris Pratt and Anna Faris broke up, that Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell needed to be protected at all costs because they're the last celebrity couple I know of that that are really cool. Mm -hmm. And um, I think they're both from Michigan, too. Yeah. that post is crazy to read, and if you have a chance, you should definitely go check it out. Um, it's, you know, coming from a, a family that had a dad that was an alcoholic, um, and to see how it can really mess with family and different things that go along with that, um, it's really cool to see. That's all. And did you, I don't know if you finished reading it, but she took him for their anniversary. Did you guys see where she took him no. to a King's Flying Factory because he wanted to see them? So, or see bread. All right, good for them. All right, I guess we'll move on to the question. 
Trivia time. Do we want to draw that? Or do yeah, we'll okay. draw the name first. So we only had three people answer the question. trivia question this week. Uh, so you have a one of three shot to three people. And you get to draw the, oh. the winner. No pressure, but you know, know two of the people in there pretty well. I was both of them. So. <laughs> no. Uh, Amy Martin. Amy Martin. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. The one, said, the one person did the be a guest on the pod in two weeks. Yes. Oh. Yes. Cool. Well, Amy, congratulations on your sticker. Still love your answer. Yeah. So our question this week? Our question this week is, what was the name of the bomber purchased by the citizens of Alpena during World War II? Yeah, we're... Uh, I feel like this question was a little more difficult than the past two, so this definitely ups the game. It does. And since we're up in the game, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll throw in two tickets to celebrate for purpose this next week's winner. So Maybe we'll get more answers. Yeah, so let's see here. That will be on – oh, we don't have a calendar. That's the wrong date. <laughs> you want to check it here. Oh. It'll be the 10th. Yes, the 10th. So maybe we'll do it in two weeks of it. Maybe we'll do it next week too because it's not till the 19th. So, yes. Yeah, so answer the question on the feed, and we'll go from there. So, these with these trivia questions, are you guys given the answers? Yes. Yes. Oh, so we you know what it's called? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then they are brought to you by the Alpena Convention of Design Bureau. Yep. Yeah, we appreciate all they do. Thank and you Mary all. Beth and your staff. Yep. And an awesome they do great idea. Things, so it's yeah. awesome. All right. Well, that's kind of it for the first segment. All right. And then uh, we'll come back. We'll talk with my lovely wife. And then um, talk a little bit, a lot. Of, we'll talk a lot about United Way. So that's fine. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Beautiful wife. Yes, sir. So why don't you tell our fun listeners um, a little bit about yourself? Where you're from? How you got to Alpena? Yeah, um, so I was born in Cadillac. I have an older sister, Cadillac Mission. I'm an older sister. She's um, four years older than me. And then I have a twin brother. Uh, his name's Aaron. Um, and we were born in Cadillac. We moved to Lapeer. My dad's um, job got us to move. He went from being an assistant city engineer to something else in Lapeer and then we moved, um, he moved up here to Alpena, um, and we lived in Davison for a year. Um, and then we eventually moved up here. My dad got the job as a city engineer here up in Alpena back in 1996, seven, somewhere around there. And so we've been here 20 some years. And so you obviously graduated Alpena high. Yep. Went to Alpena high. Um, First school went to was Besser, and then the junior high, and then Alpena High School. Um, and then after high school? After high school, I went to Saginaw Valley for a year. Um, best thing about that year is I met my best friend, Maureen. We actually love in your friendship anniversary today on Facebook. So um, she, it's a huge part of my life and probably the best thing that's ever happened out of Saginaw for me um and then <laughs> out of SVCU, whatever well you haven't if you don't mind because we can always edit yeah. but um i have a theory 
and my theory is, I mean, I know you both have heard me say it, but I've often said that if you had a really great high school, sometimes you won't have that great of college. And if you've had a terrible high school experience, you get to go and a lot of people go to college and um, kind of be able to reinvent themselves. And I know you just kind of had a rough go with it at SVSU. Yeah, it wasn't the easiest year for me. Um, I really enjoyed high school. I had friends. I did things. It was it was a very good experience for me. And then I went away right away and um, probably should have gone to class more than I did. And <laughs> probably could have studied a little bit more. But um, I met Marie, and that's good enough for me. And then I came back here, went to ACC, uh, had a variety of jobs, <laughs> started with cleaning houses with a family friend, um, worked at JCPenney's, and then I got my job at Alpena Alcone Area Credit Union. I started off as a part-time teller and worked my way up. I now am uh, work in the marketing department. I'm a marketing specialist. I've been doing that for four years and loving it ever since. That's a perfect segue because that's what I was going to ask you next. So what all does a marketing specialist actually do? So, Well, for... The credit union, I handle all of our social media. Um, I keep our website up to date, things like that. Um, do a lot within the community. Um, a really fun thing that I like to do is we bring financial education to kids um, throughout Northeast Michigan through programs like our Teen Financial Reality Fair. Um, we also host classroom visits, teaching kids about um debit cards and the importance of savings and budgeting and just bringing awareness because the kids don't get a lot of that right now in schooling, unfortunately. And it's, it's stuff you need. And a lot of kids sometimes be like, I never learned any of this. And they're adults trying to make hard financial decisions and they're just unaware of the consequences that are with us. So, um, I, also help with our fundraising. We are very active in our communities on giving back and um, supporting organizations that do good throughout the communities. So that's another part. Um, well, I let's do a little bit of everything. You, uh, and then I kind of know that, but I, maybe our listeners don't. So yeah. um, let's rewind a little bit. I know Brad and I have both been a part of the reality fair. Mm-hmm. And um, I know being there, I've also been able to hear various teachers talk about how there that uh, there isn't really a chance to expose kids to that nowadays. So um, why don't you explain uh, what that exactly is? Yeah, so our Teen Financial Reality Fair program, a couple weeks before the event, kids pick a career they might want to pursue after high school or college. Um, and then based on that, we assign them like a starting salary, um, that's broken down to a month and it has deductions such as like taxes, your 401k, um, insurance, things taken out of it. And then based on all those deductions, you're given a month's salary and you have to visit various lifestyle stations, we call them, um, like housing, food, transportation, clothing. Um, and they have to fit these things within their budget for one month. And a lot of times kids want to pick the most expensive car. They want to pick um, the newest cell phone. They want to pick the big apartment that has every amenity they can imagine. And then they get to the end and they don't have any money. They actually are negative. And so they have to go back and um, return things at like places that like the furniture store. They might have to get um, 
not as nice of furniture their first time around and just it kind of exposes them to like how expensive being an adult really is and that while if you're smart with your money when you're young and you save you might be able to make those really expensive purchases right away but odds are you're probably going to have to start off saving, not getting everything you want right away. And then you can build up to having a really strong financial future, saving your money and learning how to budget. I think that sums it up perfectly. I know I've normally worked the transportation booth. Yeah. And um, it's amazing to watch little some of the kids choose just not very vehicle smart vehicle decisions. And then they have to come back, which I always find fun. So mm-hmm. I'd always push for them to ride the bus. I'm like, ride the bus yeah. for $20 a month. <laughs> but inevitably, I understand. It's not cool, so kids don't want to do that. No, probably. and I understand some kids, you yeah. know, I'm going to live in the country. I can't ride the bus. I've had kids tell me that. So. And, and that's a reality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you live out in the country, public transportation isn't for you. So so I think that's really cool. Another thing I think that you do that um, I know I talk to people about it, but I don't think they really truly appreciate it is um, – how social media works to be seen, especially on a professional page level, all the different algorithms and, um, yeah. So, um, having a professional page or a business page, it's a lot harder than just having your normal, um, especially for Facebook. Uh, a lot of times business pages get pushed to the back and because Facebook does a really good job of keeping you in the know of what your friends are doing, and that's their big push right now. They want to keep the things that are important. So you have to try really hard um, to make sure you're current, you're relative, you're sharing things that you feel like your followers would um, find interesting, that they're going to like, that they're going to share. We share a lot of our community reinvestment projects that we do. Like our Lincoln branch just did Adopt a Highway. And the team out in Lincoln, they volunteer their time to go clean up three-mile stretch of highway. And we're really proud of them for taking the initiative. They went out and adopted this highway, and they believe in their community and want to keep it clean. So we like to highlight those. Or um, when we hire new people, um, people are always excited. They always comment, oh, welcome. This is my credit union. Um, if you work in this branch, I'll see you. Or they just like to know the faces along with the people. So we just try, I try and share content that I feel is relevant to the people who are following us with incorporating things that'll benefit the credit union, like, um, our promotions that we have going on or, um, things that we offer to our members that might benefit them, like our travel request notice. If you're going out of town and you're traveling, um, our fraud protection team monitors your debit and visa card activity. We have a form. You can go online, let us know when you're traveling, where you're going, Super easy. We'll comment that just to, you know, just different things that we have. So it's it's a lot more work than just posting a picture and writing a comment. It, you have to stay up to date on the algorithms and the things that are going on. So I know one of the things I struggle with immensely for our hot take for the kitchen page. Um, I have several weaknesses, but my main weakness I have in it is I don't post enough. I yeah. post twice a week. So why don't you tell I'm sure there's a lot of people out here that maybe have least involvement in a um, professional Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Why don't you talk about some of the things that you know? Because I think they're very valuable because um, I definitely see a difference when I just use them in my personal page. Um, so why don't you just share those? Because I think they're valuable. There's no like gold standard for how many times you should post, when you should post. You kind of have to watch your... Um, 
analytics to see um, when things are popular for your followers. So if you really want to get something out there and have it reach a lot of people, I've I follow this and look at our analytics a lot to see, okay, I know posting something at eight o'clock in the morning is not popular. Um, people don't see that. I see noon for us works, but if you're a different organization, like if you um, have breakfast specials or if you focus on food in the morning or something, coffee, that's going to be a popular time for you because that's when people are looking for those type of things, but just, you really have to watch your analytics to see when people are being active in your pages, um, when they're liking things, when they're sharing things. And that's going to be your target for when you want to share the most important content. I know it seems like, I don't know whether we've trained our followers or it's just what it is, but I know Tuesday morning when we push the new episode, it tends to be the most popular for us. That's another thing that plays into it. So if you're consistently posting something at the same time every day, your followers, if it's important to them, they're going to look for that. They're going to search that out. And they're, if you don't, they're going to be like, where's your post? You know, they're going to reach out to you. And that that's a good thing. You want people interacting and engaging. Um, but so consistency is important as well as looking at your analytics to see when things are popular. I thought we would touch on one more professional thing. One of the things I think that you do that um, luckily I don't have to mess with, but I really, ever since I know you do it, I watch other corporations, people handle it and it's amazing. And it is dealing with negative feedback on social media. And um, I actually learned from you that it's better not to ignore it when you see someone saying something bad or whatever that you should try to deal with it because it shows your, viewers that Mm -hmm. you see it too so yeah so um with negative feedback it's inevitable not everyone's going to be happy so um i always tried very carefully with this you don't want to engage them more to keep coming back with more negative things or you want to assure them that you're listening to them um say someone was unhappy with service they received at one of our offices um we appreciate your feedback we're going to look into this If you want to speak more um, about this, please contact us at this number. Um, We're just trying and not... um, Brush it over the rug. Yeah. We want people to know that we hear them, we value them, that we're there and we're listening. We're not ignoring them, that we don't value their input because... You know, sometimes someone might be having a bad day and maybe they didn't experience, they have the best experience with us. We want to make our managers aware of this. We want to make everyone that involved aware that maybe this happened. And there's two sides to every story. Um, I think the saying the customer's always right isn't always 100% <laughs> true. Um, but a lot of times you have to take into consideration their feelings and um, just letting the person who's commenting know you're aware of their feelings and that you were, we appreciate their feedback. That's something that you can do. It'll go a long ways. Not always will it fix it. You'll always have those people who want to just keep pushing and pushing until they get something more, but it just, it's, it's something you have to try very carefully with. Yeah. I know. I think I've shared these two experiences with you. The one was on founders on Twitter and a guy was talking about, Doom, actually, one of Brad and I's favorite beers, and he's just saying it sucks. And, you know, what an absolute 
waste of time and money and blah, blah, blah. And founders responded like, well, it's a good news because we make over 400 different varieties of beer. So I'm sure there's something there that you like. And and that's, that's <laughs> a, I mean, that's a really good way. If you're not happy with this. Hey, let's try this, you know? So yeah. that that's a great response by them. And I mean, I'm sure their social media person is awesome and deals with a lot of stuff like that all the time. So, um, and my favorite one was on Twitter again, and it was the Nestle person. And as we know, there a lot of people aren't happy with when Nestle's pumping water out of the Great Lakes. And they were talking up Nestle tweeted something about community reinvestment. And then everybody started jumping on the pile about, well, you're screwing over the Great Lakes. And Nestle just calmly dealt with every person that tweeted at him. And I was amazed at it. And the at one point they even spewed like they showed how much tax dollars they made for their area that brought into her. And then they talked about the roads and I'm not standing up for Nestle by any stretch of the imagination. But I, what I did realize was, is that you have a whole bunch of like the mob and the angry mob that we know that can happen on social media. And here they were trying to best they could to try to tread some water. So um, I definitely think it's. you. Yeah. You always want to let the person who is upset with you, you always want to respond. Ignoring is the worst thing you can do because then it just says, see, they don't care. You know? Um, so if you do have negative responses, try and ex- respond with that though. If someone, and, and the other thing I should say is you shouldn't delete these because then it'll show other people. Okay. I was upset. They handled it. They did what they could. Now, the only time we ever talk about deleting comments or is if they are sharing personal information that is not appropriate, if they're using language that is inappropriate or derogatory towards our employees, things like that, because it's out of respect for those people. So while the rule of thumb, you shouldn't ever delete any negative things, if it's offensive and derogatory towards certain people and things like that, it's certainly okay. Um, But, I mean, you have to find out what works for you guys. Social media is ever-evolving, and what works for me isn't going to work for them. You know, you just kind of have to get a feel. And it takes time to build relationships with your followers and um, get a feel for how they'll react to things. So, I know, as you know, because you're my wife and had to go through it with me, I know I had a social media heckler for a little while. And um, somebody that was just really unhappy and... um, to the credit of my dealership, finally one day they said enough was enough and they weren't going to be bullied by this person anymore and dealt with it all. And there's no point. I'll save you guys the time. It's not there anymore. So it's all I'm taking care of. But, um, I mean, your dealership handled that really well. On a personal side, I didn't want to handle it very well because I don't want anyone being mean to my <laughs> husband. But I mean... Um, um, it's unfortunate the nature of the car business is you're bound to make a couple enemies. It's just the nature of the whole thing. Yeah. So, um, but we always tried our best and sometimes it just, it, it's bound to happen sooner or later. So, um, but yeah, so that's all I thought, at least work wise and personal wise with you. Um, I'm always fascinated by what you do probably cause I'm around you so much, but I know I talk about it. Well, time. that's true. But <laughs> I mean, we've been on vacation and I've had, on a Sunday, we've been somewhere, maybe Traverse City, and you've had a customer message you about a problem, and you go right to work right then and there, even on a Sunday when everyone knows credit unions aren't open on a Sunday, right. at least most. Yeah, well, that, that plays into the social media, because right now, a lot, also, they added um, response time 
with your business pages. And if you want to keep that very responsive, which makes, you know, you want people to see that you're very responsive. You have to respond quickly. They give you like a five, 10 minute window time from when you see it to respond, to get that in. Um, and it's important. So, I mean, I, and I, I love my job and I, sometimes. I it's, she's hardcore, bro. I know, but uh, sometimes people message our page, yeah. uh, podcast in the middle of the night when we're sleeping. Like, yeah, I'm but not it's from when you view it. Yeah. But I mean, and that's why I try to always leave. If I see something, then no, no, the cat's out of the bag with all my friends, but if I see something on my phone necessarily, but I haven't opened it, I'll leave it because I know you're right. Like well, you said, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, for, we have a couple West coast listeners and if they listen to that nine o'clock at night and they get done, you know, it's one, two o'clock in the morning when they're like reaching out. And it we, might be longer than five, yeah. ten minutes, but it's, it's a short period of time. You, if you let it go for days on end, you're going to lose that response. But I feel I'm really passionate about my job and where I work and I don't want anyone, whether it's through social media responses to ever feel like they're ignored or that we're not there for them. Um, I just, I care. The credit union model is people helping people, and that's what I want to do. I want to help people if I can. And I mean, I'm biased, of course. I do have a dog in the fight, so but um, I think you do a bang up job, and Lord knows, um, yeah, everything goes along with that. So, well, we'll take a break, and then we're gonna come talking at either way. Hopefully, we won't bore people to death <laughs> with that. We'll, we'll try to get an hour. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we had that, and then. Um, sexist. And then I'm going to try to figure out how to find these trivia questions. We do have Allison's top five, so we'll go rather quickly through everything. So, Great. all right, boo. Last year, as us of being chair people of United Way, um, and kind of two years ago. As you know, my boss came up to me and said we were actually at the Rotary, uh, brewed by the Bay, I think that's what they call mm-hmm. it. And we went to that. We all had a great time. And the very next day, Bruce calls me in his office, and I was kind of scared because I thought I was in trouble. And he goes, I think we should do that. And I was like, what are you talking about? It was that thing we did last night. I think we should do it. And I was like, oh. And he goes, I think we should do it for United Way to kick off the, the, the fundraising season. And I was like, Okay. And he goes, and I go, he goes, well, I'm, you know, Paul works at here and I'm sure we can call them. They'll get them. Like, I know somebody over there and, um, I know we've had a lot of, you know, Scott pretty well now, by now through all their interactions with him. So why don't you tell people a little bit about Celebrate? Um, so it is a beer slash wine tasting, um, silent auction with the incorporation of a live auction last year event for people in the community to support um, United Way, all funds. Um, so Bruce is really generous and he pays for all of the expense in this. Um, the food from JJ's, the beer, everything. So all money raised that night goes directly to United Way. Um, and so um, we have a live and silent auction. The live auction we added last year was really popular. Um, we appreciate Kevin Burr from Burr Auctions um, donating his time for that. And then we have a silent auction, and we've really focused on getting items that are experiences or things that you can't get 
just go into a store and purchase. Um, so we're raising money for that. And then we have really good food from JJ's. Um, it's just, we wanted it to be a fun night that people can walk away from and be like, Oh, I got some really cool stuff, but that was a really fun time. And I got to experience some new things, try some new brews that you haven't tried before. Um, but the purpose is again, raising funds for United Way. So, um, how much does it cost? Uh, tickets are $20 a piece, and you can get them at Cliff Shoot Chevrolet, Alpena, Alcona Area Credit, Union, Credit Union's um, two office locations in Alpena, at the door, and the United Way office also holds. And them. if some generous folk buy a ticket, what all is included in that oh, ticket yeah. purchase? So in your ticket purchase, you get four tastings and all the heavier d'oeuvres that you can eat, and they are delicious. And then you can bid on all the auction items live and silent. Um, plus, you get to hang out with all the fun people that are there um, and just help support the community. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of – I've been amazed this year. I mean, if year one, I was stressed. I mean, still stressed. But um, year two, I was – even more, I, mean, I was amazed by the people that came back for the second year. And now that we're in year three, I think kind of people are realizing that it's a, maybe more of a legitimate thing. Because first year, you always come up with yeah. people are always like, what are you guys trying to do here? Um, I'm absolutely amazed. Just like just Dylan and Nick did right now. Yeah, I was mean, surprised. That's awesome. I'm fun. Um, I can tell you just off the top of my head, I think it's $65 to get in that tournament. And a person. A person. And it's four-person team. Yep. So. so that's 130 times two. So that's 260 bucks right there. Yeah. And then the extra golf ball, I think you were allowed to buy. I think that was what, $20? Yeah, so. 10 or 20 or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean. It's a $250, $300 value. I mean, plus all the fun that you're going to have. It's a one-of-a-kind <clears throat> golf event. Like, I don't enjoy golfing, but I enjoy doing this because you're hitting – marshmallows off the tee you're shooting cannons at dinosaur inflatable dinosaurs you're um swinging a bat throwing a bat as far as you can um it's just not your regular golfing it's just fun with fun people it's more about fun than golf yeah well and that's all that don't that was about right yeah. so i mean that's kind of the best part about the whole thing is the reason we're doing it and i think celebrate kind of has done that too in a lot of ways it's become, I mean, everyone knows that we're there raising money for United Way, but um, we've been able to do some neat things. So, um, yeah. So let's talk about the items because we worked hard. Oh, my gosh. The items. This year, people have been more generous than ever. Um, the first big item that we got that, like, wowed us away. So the people, so the folks over at Cabin Creek, um, Molly, Ellen and her crew, and then also in collaboration with Griff, her brother um, from the local basket case, got us um, one sandwich and one drink of your choice a week for a year from Cabin Creek, which is amazing. I love that place. So that's a big item that we got. Um, Molly and Griff are some of the most kind-hearted, generous people when it comes to supporting organizations within your community, and we're really lucky to have their support. And, I mean, Alpine is lucky to have them, period. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And down. then on top of that, then we they throw their weight behind us, which, again, is just means a lot to us. I know when I when Griff texted me that, I'll, I'll never forget because we were in the living room, mm -hmm. and you asked me three different times about it because you're like, there's no way. It was you, too good. It was too good to be true. Yeah. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> Once a week. Are you sure? A sandwich and a drink. It's not just one time. It's not like... 
I had to ask him three times. It was <laughs> annoying but funny. Yeah. And I just um, another really cool item in collaboration we got from Jesse Osmer was um, a two night stay at the Grand Hotel that we're gonna um, have auctioned off in our live auction. Um, that's huge. That I mean, I want to win it. So let's get her. Yeah, I, I don't mean to be a dream stopper, but I don't think we're going to be able to afford that one. Probably not, but I want it. <laughs> but anyways, so you get a two-night stay at the Grand Hotel. Yep. Um, there are some date restrictions, but that's on the sheet of paper that but you'll get that. there's still plenty of time oh, for you to stay there. Oh, my gosh. It's like 4th of July. It's the month of July, essentially, yeah. that you can't stay there. And then um, you get dinner the night you get there. Yep, and then breakfast the night you – or the morning you leave – um, and then you also, when you're at the Grown Hotel staying there, you can tour the whole property. So if you're visiting the island, you, that's not something you can do. You can pay to do it, but as a guest, you get to tour the whole hotel and the property and it has a pool and a tennis court and all these great amenities that are included. Um, yeah, you have cornhole there. Yeah. Yep. We, walked to, well, oh, we um, went to Mackinac just about a month ago and took the tour yep. and, um, it's the first time I've ever gotten to really walk through My, the hotel. Me too. I've never. And, yeah. um, the hotel is gorgeous. It's, it was just, it was really neat. Yeah. Um, it's neat on a whole bunch of different levels from the feel of it to it is. Um, you feel like you're stepping back in time that, a little bit. That porch. Yeah. It's worth the porch alone. The porch is a dream porch. Have you been on the porch? No. Oh. But when I went up to Mackinac with my nephew for his school trip, and took us on the carriage tour and they were telling us about the hotel. How they made it built in the ninety some days or something. Yeah, it's crazy. It yeah, really cool place. Um, so we've also gotten some recurring um, items like uh, Kevin Peterson doing his um, menu cooking lesson up at Art in the Loft. Um, both of those organ Kevin and the Art in the Loft donated um, for that. Um, we have the brewery own beer. Brew your own beer from Mountain Town um, Brewery. Yep. And I think we should talk about this a little bit because yeah. I think a lot of times you and Brad should talk about. Yeah, it. I mean, I was there, but like I think I can experience it. Last year, this was our headlining item, yeah. and it deserved. In all honesty, it should be the headlining item again. Not that the Grand Hotels isn't awesome; it is. Um, I don't think Mountain Town has the national like people in California fly you know, to Mackinac yeah. to go to the Grand Hotel. So obviously that, but. As Brad will attest to. It's an experience. You go down there and they feed you. It's a whole day thing. And it's probably some of the most <laughs> they fun I've They get you breakfast. They get you lunch. They get you drinks all day long. Um, yeah. The minute your glass became about half empty, they were like. You know what? what? <laughs> you know What's your next one? Yeah, what are you going to try? Spin the wheel. <laughs> Spin the wheel. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Then they went and made us lunch. Whatever we wanted. Nothing was off limit on the menu. Oh. And then we all got to be, and when I say we, we got to pick. So we sat down with them and figured out what we wanted to do. We wanted to do a New England style IPA. And we, ever from like shaking down the oats or whatever the heck that thing was, all the way up to, uh, I mean. Scooping out the, I don't know. The mash. Look, yeah, the mash into the thing. Like They let you be a part of every experience or part of making it that you can be. Yeah. We got to name it. We did. So, like those of you with businesses, um, or maybe like have groups of people that want to name something and make it. Um, I thought I know it was probably what it was for is like 
Eric Peterson taking his crew down there and they make some of the fresh palate. Yeah. Because then the one, they only get, they get to be educated on how the brewing process happens. Then they get to name it and then they get Mm -hmm. to talk about it. So obviously that's a home run for them. But I mean, or any business, you know, like if you're looking for a great team building thing, we had a blast. And I can tell you that every time I called them up and said, hey, I got another person. Is it okay if they come? Like, you can bring as many people as you want. Yeah, we and took, what, eight people? Nine people. Nine people. And I kept feeling bad because I kept calling back. Originally, it was just going to be the four of us that had been on it. And then we were like, we want to bring our significant others. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. And then at the last minute, Eric and Tracy like, hey, we kind of want to bring our dad. Is that okay? And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, yeah, of course. And, I mean, you literally, they literally make you feel like a king. Royalty. Down, royalty yeah. down there. Yeah. And then if that isn't enough. Here on the end puts on a, a party for you at the watering hole of your choice in here in town. So then at that night we got to feel like kings all over again. And um, yeah, we. It was, it was a wonderful experience. Once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. So I know if, if somebody can win this this year, I really am hoping they will do a play on the train wreck they do because that's a phenomenal beer, mm-hmm. and you can use local maple syrup. And then I don't know what I'm like right from Posen, take the maple syrup from Posen. So, and then it's locally sourced and then do it down there. And I just think it'd be really cool. cool. I'm excited to see who wins. Yes. And what they do with it and everything that goes along with it. And we'll definitely go to their launch party wherever they have it. Yes. We also have, so you did the cooking lesson. Oh, we have a, a VIP suite for the Shipwreck Alley Rollers. Oh, yep. Christy Johnson and the um, Shipwreck Alley Rollers donated that. It's um, You get food. You get uh, awesome seats. You get for the for one game or one bout, sorry, um, in their 2019 season. Um, they're fun events. We've gone to a couple of them, and those girls are tough. I couldn't even, like, I just cringe watching them. And I know. We, they stand up and keep going, and I'm like. We usually all sit together when we go, and we, we, we squinch in pain. Yeah. So. Um, so they're tough. And it's cool. That's it's a neat cool. experience. It's super awesome that that's come to our area. I think Christy had a big part in bringing that here. and um, They're tough ladies. I give them all the credit in the world. Um, two tickets to next year's Michigan football game from Dave and Lori Zeller. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I guess the best way of saying it is you probably could set up your house. So if you needed a chair, a <laughs> fridge or a TV, we have all of those items donated yeah. from Stanson for the chair, the fridge from Young's and then the TV from Walmart. So you could have a mini fridge, um, donated by Mark and his crow at Pepsi and next to your chair. That's a vending machine. You can hit the button and the beer, sorry, pop comes out, the but Pepsi comes out. <laughs> the Pepsi comes out, but, um, yeah, and a popcorn machine too. So you have like a whole little kitchen set up. You can <laughs> that way you do. So, um, you need a man cave. Yeah. All set up there. But there's lots of great items that we've gotten donated, and um, and on top of the items we've gotten donated, we have some really generous sponsors that have jumped on board. Um, so um, we have three different levels of sponsors. So our level three, they're donating $500 or more, and that's JJ's, Huron Distributors, Cliff Anschutz Chevrolet, Myers, Allegra Printing, Alpena Agency, Young Art Bands, and Wolverine State Credit Union. So we really appreciate those sponsors um, jumping on board and helping. All that money is going directly to United Way. Um, our second level sponsor um, is Alpena Alcona Area Credit Union, 
Burt Auctions, the Aplex, and Family Enterprise. And then we have a level one sponsors, Northern Dent and Northland Area Federal Credit Union. So we appreciate those sponsorships, um, helping out and giving money to United Way. Yes. And I thought one of the things that we could talk about is more of what we do with the money. So I know I have a list there of all the agencies that are coming out for the year that we're helping out. Yeah. So this year for the, so all the funds raised from this are going towards the 2019 campaign. And um, there are 11 different agencies that we're supporting and they're really important agencies within our community, providing care for children, basic human needs, um, which is the reason we're doing this is for these agencies. And um, so we have Alpena child care and development center, the Alpena Public Schools Homework Rescue Program um, helps kids get their homework done after school. The teachers volunteer their time to um, help them with homework after school and make sure that they're getting their work done if they can't. Um, the Alpena Cedar Citizens Meals on Wheels Program, Alzheimer's Association, the Boys and Girls Club, Child and Family Services of Northeast Michigan, Hope Shores Alliance, Hospice of Michigan, Partners in Prevention, Salvation Army, and the Sunrise Mission. We also have... Um, school clothes initiative that some of the funds can go towards and or mini grants which we do twice a year yep mini grants are twice a year you can apply um thousand dollar up maximum of thousand dollars and you don't have to be an agency to get those mini grants so yeah i know since we've been there we've done ones for polar plunge uh girls on the run we've done a whole bunch of i've seen a whole bunch of different things so um yeah, and that's kind of awesome. So I don't know the other thing I have on there is if we want to talk about the breweries. Um, They're all Michigan local breweries and wineries um, that have really good beer. Yeah, and um, I don't think we can do it a boring one. But what you can do is go to the Celebrate for Purpose Facebook page, and we do talk about all this to yeah. ad nauseum. So we try to do a very good job of um, – promoting those who have given in and helped us make this event so successful. And the last thing I want to talk about is we have two games this year we're doing. Yes. Um, we, the folks over at Family Enterprise are building us a punch-out game. So if you've ever seen Prices Right, you um, can punch out and there's different cash values. And this year we're going to have a game where you can punch out and possibly win anywhere from 20 to a hundred dollar gift cards from local businesses. Um, there'll be a price for playing, but um, you're guaranteed to win a little bit of money or gift cards. And well, let's be honest. So we get gift certificates donated a lot of times people, we would put them in the sound auction or group them together. Like a $20 value, people are going to bid up to like 15 bucks. Yeah. Or, um, and we didn't we know. We just thought it would be more fun. Yeah, like we love the prices, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't you do that? And then the other game we have coming. Is Plinko. So we both love Plinko. Huron Distributors is building us a Plinko board. Um, <laughs> so you can win some um, swag from the different beer vendors that are coming and um, that option, that game is free, so have fun. Yeah. Win some beads, some sunglasses, some keychains. Yeah. To my knowledge, how we're going to do it is we're going to have all the breweries on the bottom. Yeah, so that's and 15 then, different breweries. And then what you're going to do is you'll be able to slide it, and then we're going, they're going to give away different things all day long from oh. those breweries. So I think some have the gold tickets, so you'll be able to do the brewery tour. Um, some might just be a keychain, depending on what's going on, but yeah. It's really cool. So we'll have some fun activities to uh, keep it interesting, adding a little bit more each year and 
So I keep it fun. Jam packed in three hours. Yeah. Six, six to nine. We are usually home at home by 10 15 each yep, night. And that's a clean up and everything. So and we run through the Taco Bell drive through and take our shoes off. Well, at least I do. Not so. this year. <laughs> Sorry, not this year. So um, I appreciate you guys listening to about it. I know this is our last year and um, we definitely are trying our best to go out on, you know, hitting that goal one last time and everything yeah. that goes along with that. So. Um, I guess we'll wrap it up. We'll do the top five and then you guys are going to battle it out. So, all right. All right. All right. Now we are on to our top five for this week and it is top five women in history picked by Allison. So I will get it started. And my number five is Rosa Parks. She was a pioneer of civil rights. Action. Civil rights, yes. I can't think. It's the heat. It is. But yes, Rosa Parks, civil rights activist, didn't want to give up her seat on the bus. And I think the interesting thing about Rosa Parks, right, is that obviously she's a woman of color. Yes. But she's also a female. So it's really interesting. And I did some thinking about it. I was wondering, like, if that would have been a guy that refused to give up a seat, would it have turned ugly? Would they have assaulted him? Because it's probably a little, you probably are able to grab a guy and yeah. beat him up and yank him out of there a little bit easier than you would a woman to get gay applause. Like, but the whole thing just made me but really. Back then, I don't think it really mattered. No, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I think, say they did the same thing yeah. for women. And I think you're right. But it just, the whole thing is just kind of crazy to me when you think about it. That, yeah. It's awesome. My number five. So my number five for me is kind of trendy right now. It's kind of a knee jerk, but it's Allie Raisman and the whole Me Too movement. So. Um, I don't think it's necessary her, but she has definitely become the face of the whole thing. And, um, it's nuts in a way, like you see it still coming down the pipe as things are like, even with this Ohio state thing. Right. I mean, um, it's, it's going, it's changed everything. It really has. Yeah. Um, so at least to me too, I don't mean just her, but you know, whether it's through Hollywood, and we're finding out it just seems like every day someone else find out um, it's been inappropriate or whatever. So uh. I think women finally feel like they like women have had the opportunity to stand up for themselves, but it's kind of been we might not believe you. Are you sure? You know, it's, they've always been judged and questioned, and I think it's time now that women are feeling like I have the support of other women, and um, it's my time it's i'm not gonna let this stand it's just gonna continue and maybe it's more of a they want to prevent it from someone else having to go through what they went through um so i could not narrow it down to five um so i have some honorable mentions um i kind of stuck more with people in history but my honorable mentions are the women in my life like my mother my grandmother and my mother-in-law they um my, my grandma, I just feel like, is the epitome of grandmas. She will bake you cookies. She takes care of you when you're sick. She <clears throat> is, she loves you regardless. You, 
her love is never ending and she believes in you and just wants to make sure you're okay and she has taken every single one of our siblings significant others in, and that's their grand her grandchild too it's not that's my son and my grandson-in-law that's that's my grandson so um it's your grandma's nuts I, I mean, mean I'm and, biased. And the, I think she's a beautiful and human being. I'm kind of biased too it's weird for me I don't know if I've ever told you this but I had three grandmas growing up or one of the one passed away. So I had two really grandmas I hung out with. One was my mom's grandma and she was a very 1950s, like, you know, dinner was ready for my grandpa when he came home. And my mom made my mom feel like she had to live up to that standard. And my mom really struggled with that, which whatever. But so she was, there was a lot of judging going around. Not that my grandma wasn't a sweetheart. She was, but just kind of how it was. And then my other grandma, we call her Ma Jones, she taught me every card game in the sun to smoke cigarettes all day long. And like, <laughs> and I'm not saying that this is bad. I'm just this saying. sounds like a Ma Jones type. Right. And I mean, like, you know, she would have her, she had a PBR, you know, and we'd, I mean, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon and she's teaching, we're playing in King's Corners and all that stuff. But your grandma, you're right, is literally like the grandma that you like see in TV shows or on just that you hear about. I mean, every time we come over there, it's like, let me get you some food. Don't leave without eating. Mm -hmm. You're going to sit down on this table. You're going to have something. And yeah. it's just like, she's just and out she'll of control. dig through her freezers. And what kind of food can you take home? What what more can I do? My, my grandparents, I feel very fortunate. I've had them for the 30 years I've been alive. And they're my goals of how I want my marriage to be. My grandma and my grandpa love each other so much. And you can just see it. Um, they were, they're, my grandpa's been going through some health problems lately, but the love they have for each other is just beautiful. Um, and then my mom is like a descendant of, I mean, yes. she is a descendant of my grandma, but she is, <laughs> um, yeah. she's like my grandma in training. Yeah, she, she's like Janet 2.0, right? She, yeah, so. she wants to help everyone. She is a kind person. My mother, I've gone through with some things this year, and my mother has never once said, um, anything that made me feel like I wasn't important. I wasn't loved. And I know that's what moms should do, but not everyone's fortunate enough to have that. My mom has held my hand and loved me through everything that me and my husband have gone through this year and all the ups and downs and not just this year, but overall. And I'm very blessed. And then my mother-in-law, like I was just, she's, she's passed on, um, about four years ago. And, um, I always hear the stories like the horror stories of their mother-in-laws <laughs> and how much they hated, hate their mother-in-law or they are in their business. And I love my mother-in-law. She, um, was a huge, had a huge heart and just loved me from the second she saw me. And I, it just, and she's a strong, she was a strong fighter. And she, I just think those three women, um, are very honorable mention, but I, like I said, I stuck more to the history. Um, and then the other honorable mention I had, it's very cheesy, but Barbie, she, <laughs> I know as a child growing up, I was like, okay, you have to be skinny and you have to be blonde. And that's part of what's wrong with like people now. I think that they feel like they have to live up to this, but it's just kind of shaped like my opinion of femininity and things like that. I mean, she, whether it's a positive influence or negative, she's made an influence mm -hmm. in my life a little bit. Um, she's an I like a. You should 
I started watching it one time with you, and you kind of were just like, I'm not into it, but Netflix did a documentary on Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. It's amazing. It so, really is. So. Those are my honorable mentions, <clears throat> but my number five is Eleanor Roosevelt. She believed in human rights, and um, in like fifth grade, I think, fourth grade, I had to do a report on someone in history that I thought was important, and I was like, I don't know who's important. I'm in fifth grade, you know? Who's on TV? That's what. But after doing some research, Eleanor Roosevelt was huge into human rights, and um, uh, what you her one of her quotes that I always find amazing is, "Do what you feel in your heart to be right. They'll critique you anyways. So no matter what you do, people are going to pick you apart and say that wasn't right. Or but if you feel like it's good in your heart, then um, yeah, it's a good thing. But I just think she's. She, she changed the role of the first lady. I mean, before that, everyone, will, the first ladies before her were uh, how can I throw the best parties and things like that. And whether that's not right or wrong, but she just changed the role and how it's more social or service-based to be a first lady. And She became more hands-on yes. as a first lady. That's yeah. for certain. Number four, Butterbear. All right. So number four for me is Helen Keller. She was both blind and deaf and did amazing things. When you really think about it, it's kind of crazy, right? It is. <laughs> I mean, to be one of those alone and do the things she did it would be amazing. But to have both of them, yeah. it really is kind of just nuts. She definitely is an inspiration. Yeah, that's for certain. If you don't know who Helen Keller is, just watch The Miracle Worker. I watched The Miracle Worker, I think, every year in high school. Well, it's probably required. I don't think there, I've ever seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. So my number four was Eleanor Roosevelt also. So um, I thought the interesting thing is that a lot of things, a lot of people believe she ran the presidency. Yeah, so yeah. so um, when I, I mean, you could have every man, there's a good woman. Yeah. So <laughs> and you can, I mean, we're not going to sit here and argue that because yeah. I mean, there's going to be people like, Oh my God, she didn't do that. But I mean, I think you can really make an argument that she definitely influenced things. So, yeah. and at the bare minimum of that. So, and I think part of it too is so up until now, presidents had served more than eight years, whatever, and that he served 12. Yeah. So, I mean, you can do a lot more when you have more time. So, I think her influence and her abilities were a play on that. Yeah. Um, my number four is Rosie the Riveter. While she's not a real person, she's based on um, six million women who went to work. Um, she actually found this out I did recently from actually Mary Beth. She told the story on Rosie the Riveter that she's based off of a woman from the Ford Aircraft. Um, what's it called? The Ford Motor Company Aircraft Assembly Plant in Detroit. Yeah, right here in Michigan. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. She is a symbol of strength and a symbol of. Um, women stepping up and taking the roles that they needed to take and the time to help our country and our men during the war. I know one of our listeners is big into Rosie the Riveter Skeeters and Joanne's friend that emailed us that one day. She goes all the conventions and stuff. And That's cool. I think her grandma was one of the original Rosie the Riveters. It was kind of neat. nice to see on Facebook and stuff she posts about it. So That's cool. All right, my number three is Michelle Obama creating controversy for hugging hands. <laughs> but I think she is an amazing woman. She's 
was amazing first lady. I know not everybody will agree with that, but cool. I certainly think she's a great lady and um, I thoroughly enjoyed whether it's not part of like the political part, but I enjoyed her marriage with Barack during the presidency. Yeah. And I think our problem with the Barack presidency, at least right now, is it's still too new. A lot of times presidents aren't judged till like 20, 30 years later, what you can kind of see. Um, I mean, you guys weren't really alive or around for it, but I can tell you right now that when Reagan was president, people weren't happy. I mean, people were glad when he was gone. There yeah. was a point where people were happy. And now I always kind of chuckle at how people talk back about Reagan and like, oh, man, we miss Ronald Reagan. And I'm like, I was alive during that time. And there were some people that were not very happy. Now, admittedly, politics is polarizing. Gonna yeah, you're yeah. going to get that. But just like we said, you're going to get people that aren't going to be happy with Michelle Obama either. So, I mean, but, yeah, I get it. I think it's awesome. It's a classy lady. And what I like about her is I felt like she was a very – not that the other first ladies weren't real, but I see videos of her going on a crazy – microphone shopping spree with Ellen DeGeneres at the local store doing funny things. And it just brought like, you made it feel like she was your friend too when you watched. And I thought she did an incredible job of tiptoeing that line of being out there in the public, but not overshadowing yeah. the seriousness of the presidency. I mean, we have a first lady now that's hardly ever seen and that's fine. I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm not judging that, but, um, she definitely was more active. Michelle he definitely was. felt like they were a team. Yeah. And while he did what he had to do as a president, they came as a united front together, which was nice. So kind of, it doesn't matter. So my number three, are you that we're on three? Yeah. 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 Oprah. So. I, I can respect that. I mean, yeah. I think what Oprah does is amazing and everything I don't have her in my top five but yeah. i mean she definitely does a lot of good and overcame a lot of things so she's definitely influential yeah i think like she wasn't the one that created the daytime talk show mm -hmm. by any stretch of the imagination but she definitely i think she perfected yeah and she took it to another level uh, yeah and there was it was more almost news reporting before oprah yeah she and, brought more of the like i'm gonna sit down and talk to my friends yeah and Giving my cars and stuff like that, like all that. Doing good for yeah, people. That was all her. So, yeah. Oh, her show evolved because yeah, when it first started it was like yeah. any other show, but then it just took away the time. Once you got that following and that power, not power, but that um, ability, I think she evolved yeah. it to more what she wanted. And her, I mean, now she has her own network full of God. So I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. But she gave us Doctor Phil. So. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's going to have some <laughs> skid marks. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, my number three is Beyonce. I, Queen Bee, I love her. Um, I just think she stands for power. I think she stands for women equality, racial equality, everything. That, um, and what I like about her is um, She's not famous because of who she's married to. She's famous for her own right, and um, she does a lot of things. And then I just, when I was checking out pictures of her, I saw um, 
that she recently, with her ticket sales, um, helped raise um, $82,000 for the Flint water crisis. So she does good with what she can. I'm just Queen Bee, love her. I feel like if I dis argue with that, Michelle McEwen will beat me into Dark Alley. So yeah. she, she loves she loves Queen Bee. I mean, I mean uh, yeah. Number two, Butter Bear. Uh, number two is Harriet Tubman. Nice. She's a conductor on the Underground Railroad. I listened to a podcast a couple months ago called Things You Should Know, and it was all about Harriet Tubman. And amazing woman. She did a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff for slavery and helping people. I think the one of the things that we struggle with now is we can't even imagine what that was like back oh, then. Yeah. And to be able to really sit there and think about, you know, to be a slave and not have any rights and to try to escape that and want that to be a prisoner. And then when you figure out all that and then if you could even try to picture all that, then you have somebody that's trying to help you fix all that and or escape all that. And it's just, you're right, it's nuts. You have to travel at night through the woods just not get caught and make sure you go to the right house so you can store people there and then yeah. move them again. And to work with people to have like bunkers essentially built in the floors and in closets and hide people for days. Like, that the the thought process to get that set up is very um, forward thinking, not forward thinking, but very I don't know. Awesome. Yes, number two for me, Marie Curie. So, Nobel prizes, elements, X rays, like I mean, to me, I don't know many women scientists when you really think about it. And the, I mean, she was, if you take the fact that she's a woman out of the equation, what she did would be just groundbreaking for any scientist. But then you add the fact that she's a woman. So I don't, there's just not a lot of like, especially women. And maybe that speaks to hopefully maybe more women will get into science and engineering and all that stuff. But um, yeah, definitely. They don't even, I mean, it's funny when you talk, when I was reading about her, they couldn't even understand all that she was working on with until 10, you know, decades later, because mm -hmm. she was just so far ahead. So that, advanced and, yeah, her time. So, yeah, so. Yeah. All right. My number two is Anne Frank. Um, I read the diary of Anne Frank when I was in sixth grade and it made me fall in love with history. Um, I wanted to learn more about people and where they came from and how that, how their impact on history changed things now and um it, her story's sad and inspiring and going through what she went through she still had such a positive attitude um like one of her things is she's my quote was um despite everything i believe people are so good at heart um she essentially was being hunted down until she could be taken to a concentration camp to essentially die and she still believed people were good um not everyone can go through those experiences and feel that way. And um, she influenced my love of history and my classes I took in high school. I took AP American History um, because of reading this book, I feel. And I just think to go through all that and to have such a positive outlook, um, it's, it's sad what happened. And, but I think she's very influential. Yeah. 
All right. My number one is my mom. Great woman. Love her. Your mom's awesome. She is. Um, I think we've talked a lot about it on here before, but um, both your moms have done a very exemplary job of making sure that I felt like I still had a mom. So every holiday, your moms both fight to let me know who, whose house I can come for Christmas. Um, just all that kind of stuff. So both your moms are very special and awesome. So, yeah. Um, number one, I mean, I felt picking up mom, my mom, you know, it's biased. So, yeah, I know. And you shouldn't. But um, the last person I thought would be more fitting for all of us here. So, and yeah, so Carolyn Switzer. So, and she's the first lady to run the Boston Marathon. So. I actually read that she's not. Yes, exactly. Who ran it before her. Yeah. Um, she snuck in and she actually recently just celebrated her 50th or they did a big celebration on her 50th Boston marathon that she ran. Yeah. Can't remember her name, but, um, yeah, but that, that's a good one. I yeah. mean, she said she, your Carolyn, um, was more a picture to, with it, but yes. Um, my number one is Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen just does good. And I, I absolutely love that she cares about people. I absolutely love that she cares about animals. I, Ellen, I would love to meet. She's like a dream. That's who I would want to meet more than anyone in the world if I could. Um, Ellen's pushes awesome. The pushes the voice of Dory and I. My favorite movie is Finding Nemo. And <sighs> Well, this is the second time Ellen's been brought up on this pod. And I don't know if you remember the first one. But Brad doesn't like Ellen. Oh, for a reason. Because of. What? I, for, I remember it's a commercial a commercial little girl little girl that's right I knew you were going with Ellen and I knew where this was headed and it made me happy so uh, but no uh, taking Brad's taking thing is not she is a good woman I'll give you that I just a commercial turned me off from Ellen right? and I, we talked about this with Michelle a little bit but she was very trailblazing oh yeah is she Coming out uh, at the time she did, um, using her celebrity status at the time as a platform, and she definitely paved the way in certain avenues of media. Of media oh, 100%. And other businesses um, for um, people. And I just, I watch on my lunch hour, I watch Ellen DeGeneres clips every day. <laughs> Of people like on her TV show and games she plays and I um, her wife um, just recently gave her this amazing gift because Ellen just celebrated her 60th birthday um, there's a woman who worked with gorillas that um, Ellen was really passionate about supporting and they actually her wife gave her a um, Ellen DeGeneres um, education center over in another country to help continue the research and um, saving the gorillas. And she actually also started the Ellen DeGeneres um, animal um, wildlife controversy, no wildlife fund or something like that. Um, so I just, I just believe in people. If you have the power to do good, do it. And she's a really good example of using her 
money and her status and her power to do good for animals and humans. She should have used her power to make the girl answer the question. But anyway, that was our top five. How many years ago was that? <laughs> Decades. WBKB keeps playing it. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to battle, battle time. Battle of the sexes after a break. All right, Battle of the Sexes time. So I feel I know you both pretty well. This, I feel like you both should do decently at this. We'll see how it goes. So we'll start with Brad. Ready? Ready. Brad, yeah. what are the three sizes you could order a Starbucks beverage in? <laughs> Vente, grande, and tall. Good job. One. So easy. Allison, Michigan coach, Jim Harbaugh has a brother. What is his name and what team does he coach? Mr. Harbaugh. <laughs> um, he coaches in the NFL. I want to say the um, Arizona. That is wrong. What is his name? John, and he works coaches for the Ravens. Number two. Brad's question so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Brad, name all the Kardashian women. Wait, all of them? Even the Jenners? Yes. Jesus Christ. You only got five seconds, though, so. Oops. Kim, Chloe. Kendall, Kylie, Chris, it's the tall one, I can't remember. No, name the Courtney. <laughs> Team question for you, Allison. Name the Fab Five. The first and last names? Nope. Uh, you could, I don't oh, even know the yeah, you need the five team members of the Fab Michigan's Fab Five. Um, um, Jalen. That's all I got. Brad, you want to throw the answer? Jalen, Chris, Jimmy, Juwan, and Ray. Juwan. Juwan. Is it ever going to get Juwan? I could have gotten Chris. The next one's the movie round. I forgot to say I themed all these. So the first one was the first one was I called it the basics, and then the second one is team question. Third one was the movie round. So, oh, I screwed that up though. What did I do for the movie round for you, Brad? Hang on here. I don't know. Dead air. So. I have left my list at work. That's the problem. Oh, so yes. what, what happens if you ask a question that neither one of us would know the answer to? You don't get the point for I that. I know, but like, how do you expect us to know? The other sex isn't going to know. Well, I'm just, I'm just asking. Jeffrey D. Morgan put Negan has a soft side. 
So soft, he played Danny in Crazy Anatomy and William in What Tear-Jerking Chick Flick. P.S. Love you. You're so effing easy. It's not even fair. Allison. Toy Story featured two main characters, Buzz and Woody. Mm -hmm. Who voiced them? Oh, Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. That, that was two, so I should get two points. <laughs> Number four. Brad, Jenna Cater is known for her what? What was that? Jenna Cator is known for her what? This is a fashion round. Let's see our handbags. That was a guess. That was a good one. I'm guessing. I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, guessing. Allison. Nike was founded by two gentlemen, Bill Bowerman and who else? Nick Nicholson. I don't know. <laughs> Bill Knight? <laughs> I like it. I didn't like it. All right. This is Know Your Competition. Brad, which one of the Solidar twins is older? Here. I'm a minute older. Allison, I forgot what I had for you for Brad's question. Oh, yes. How old is Brad? Okay. 30. (laughs) Or you just give me the year Brad was born. No. 36. Close. 36. I'll never forget that now. Brad's seven years older than me. <laughs> yeah. All right. This one's the first one to say it. Okay. So, first one gets to the point. What is my middle name? Tay. My Korean middle name. <laughs> so, right. Sante Kim is his Korean name. All right. <laughs> Number seven, the HBO round. Brad? It's going to be about seven decisions. It is. It's a fairly easy one. Name the four best friends in Sex and the City. Just put an X. (laughs) Carrie Miranda, Samantha, and Charlotte. Allison, name Cody's immediate family on The Sopranos. So, like, his wife and his two kids. Um, Meadow. Carmela. Tony. And AJ. Good job. The math round. So, Brad, this has to do with Allison's job. What is the original magic number for a video to be considered viral? Say a thousand views. It is wrong. It is a million. And now it actually is three. It has to be. What does it exactly say? Is Sorry. Like half a million now? It has to be five million in a three to seven day period for it to be considered viral or not. That just recently kind of got updated, so that's dumb. 
All right, Allison. Number eight for you. Hang on here. Let me make sure this is right. Yep. What is the address of Brad's office goes by? The number. His group of cohorts, workers, go by a... It's the one out. Yep. I used to clean that building. I want to say it's like 1100. No, that's the credit union address. That's why that's sticking out. 1400? Close. 4150. 4150. Number nine. What opened the 4150? Is that what they do? <laughs> this is the television round. Brad. Three of these cities, of these three cities, which one of them is not a real housewives? Dallas, Chicago, or the Potomac? Chicago. Oh, Brad got that right. <laughs> sorry, I have to go into a different section for your questions, Allison. I'm sorry. I knew it was Housewives of D.C. <laughs> I was going to do a chef question, but I didn't know how I could even, because I never watched it enough. Oh, man, I don't know what the television around was for you, Allison. I can't remember. We'll come back to it. Number 10. So I just I skim point automatically? Um. Oh, man, I screwed this up. This is not working out very well. I'm sorry about these questions. Well, come, no, I'm going to try to find it and come back to it. Okay. Number 10. Yes. Number 10 is also a first to know. It's your Hunger Games round. So I told you both. You can see both like the Hunger Games. So what district was Rue from? 12. Oh, 11. 7. 7. Dang it. I knew it wasn't Eight, 12. Nine, I need an official answer from each of you. Oh. <laughs> you both. District, District 11. 7. 11. Point You guys want to score? So 1, 2, 3, 4, but we don't want 5. So Allison's at 4. 1, 2, 3, 4. It's tied. You guys I are think, tied. Yeah, I... I'm but down a question. But you're down a question, and I can't remember it. I'm sorry. This was a work-related question, and now that I realize that cubicle one or the address one, that was supposed to be one for you for this one. For Brad, Brad's number 11 question is, name the branch locations of all the AACU. This also plays a part due to the fact that your sister also works for him, too. Well, Alcorn, Talos, Escoda, Atlanta, Alpina. Alpina. So there's seven. There's seven branches total. Alcorn. Hollis, Escoda, Alpina, Atlanta, Alpina, 
You're counting Tiger Branch too? No. Mm. We technically would have nine if we counted our student run. <clears throat> Time's up. A sneak. But good job. So that was supposed to be your work question, Allison, which went down here then. Is that wrong? So I'm missing two questions for you then. Jesus. I'm sorry. Well, I guess we'll just scrap this segment then. Since Brad's family's here and I don't have all your questions, I feel bad. Your bonus, your last 12, your last question 12 was the lightning round. And I was going to have you guys each take turns naming. You can do that. The boxes of Crayola crayons and the 64, but you're each allowed one wrong. The colors? The colors. Flesh? I don't know. <laughs> that was nowhere in that discard. All right. Well, you can stop. So, all right. We just won't do it.